following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. It's a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, and for the first time in almost four months or five months, what the Open's correct. Half of us are live from the Star in Frisco as a part of Dallas Cowboys training camp. Welcome in to the SWBC Mortgage Studios for me. We've got virtual studios for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, our resident Super Bowl champion, and we've got Heckma Harrison joining as always. Boys, Camp is here. We're in the padded practices. We're four practices into 2020 Dallas Cowboys training camp. And, Rob, it just feels great to finally be back at the star and having football action being played. It's just great to see your face in person, Kyle. I just saw you down the hall just a second ago. Really great to see you. With the mask on, we're masked up in here. It's very different. Uh, The media access is different. It's the new normal for us, but yes, I I told Dave down the hall a minute ago, I hate taking role during training camp usually. It's 80, 90 guys. I've never looked forward to having a roster in my hand so much and just be able to to just watch football. It's 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 been great so far. Different not, but great. We're not trying to brag to Heckman. No, yes, no, yes, no, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, yes you are. No, straight no, shade. Not. It's all good. <laughs> it's not shade at all because we're, we've been filling you guys in. You've been up on top of things as well. But, Heckma, I, I know you from a fan standpoint have just been itching for the day to learn more, to, to find out more about this Cowboys team. Well, you're finally getting that opportunity. Well, look, man, it's, it's all about the fact that training camp has started. All of these mysterious things have started to happen. <laughs> you're starting to see all of the, the, the battles, position battles starting to take shape. So absolutely, I'm, ex- I'm ecstatic about it from that standpoint. But man, I'm flying blind right now because I can't watch what you watch practice. <laughs> hey, it's just I- a matter of time, man. It is a matter of time <laughs> till we all get back together. I promise you. It is. We're counting down the days to do that as well, so that way you all can join us here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. But Isaiah, from a player standpoint, now that it, things have kicked off, what, what's that excitement like building up to training camp, especially whenever you've had a crazy offseason, none of which have been as crazy as this one, but when you have a crazy offseason that you've had to deal with, what's that anticipation like to getting back to football? Yeah, you just want to get back to some form of normalcy, right? Um, especially the offseason that these guys have had. Um, it's, it's been everything but normal, right? So for the veterans, um, these guys are familiar with what it typically should be like. So they're excited just to be back on site with coaches, you know, in the regular, uh, your regular regiment, right, your regular schedule. And for the new guys, these guys, they don't know any better, right? They don't know any different at all. So this is all brand new to them. Um, but it's, it's awesome. I know these guys are, can't, you know, could can be more ecstatic about getting together and just, you know, they can't put COVID behind behind them because they're still in it right but it, it, things are getting back to the, the way that which they're familiar with which is you know going out there putting some pads on and running around the field no doubt and that's the biggest thing is finally getting back to football and kind of getting into the groove of things again yep. and, and I think that's something that everybody looks forward to media player coaches everyone after what has happened in our society lately but one 
unfortunate news event has happened throughout training camp this offseason, or at least through the last couple of days. Gerald McCoy out for the season with a ruptured right quad tendon. It was confirmed by Stephen Jones yesterday. Just kind of a freak accident injury in the middle of individual one-on-one -on -one drills. Uh, Antoine Woods doing his drill. Gerald McCoy was working at, in a role as the offensive lineman, as a blocker, just stepped wrong, ultimately is what it was, Rob. And, and kind of go into the, the details of this injury and what this is going to do, what is this going to do for this defensive line moving forward? Well, it's definitely, according to Stephen Jones, it is going to put Gerald McCoy out for the season. Uh, you know, they do have those designated to return IRs, but it looks like, you know, he's, he's going to have surgery today and he will miss the rest of this entire season. And look, Mike McCarthy, I asked Mike McCarthy the, an hour before the injury happened, and he talked about what an impact he's already had on the younger guys on the defensive line. He, he's such a leader. He's a six-time Pro Bowler. Uh, they, I mean, he was the first guy that they targeted in free agency. So it's a big loss. Uh, and it means that they're going to have to adjust. You know, Tyrone Crawford is probably the, the guy you look at first because of his experience and the fact that he can play play anywhere. And they're going to be looking forward to getting Don Terry Poe back into practice soon. Uh, but beyond that, I know we've talked about younger guys, Isaiah and Heck. It's Neville Gallimore, their third-round pick. It's Tristan Hill, their second-round pick, who's getting more work now with the defensive line. They're going to get opportunities and – there's not a preseason for those guys to really show no. out. They're going to have to show in practice uh, that they can they can take those snaps and earn those snaps. But I, I look at TC first as the guy that, that's probably going to get more run here. Yeah, I believe that the absence of Gerald McCoy is going to be it's going to be huge, right? Only to the standpoint of the intangibles. He's a proven veteran. Uh, Coach Mike McCarthy said it in his presser. You know, a perennial Pro Bowler. Uh, it's the leadership. It's the things that he's doing with those younger guys. But make no mistake about it, man. There are some quality reps right now for some younger guys. And I look for Tristan Hill to take it full advantage of the opportunity. And also Neville Gallimore having that opportunity to, you know, turn that corner and, and, and have an opportunity to learn this defense firsthand with the ones. But you say it, uh, said it right, Rob. Uh, Tyron Crawford is big time in the fact that he can he's multifaceted and can play a lot of positions. So his value add just went up. Yeah, fellas, I mean, man, it, it sucks. You know, and having, having been a former player and having been somebody who's dealt with some serious injuries in the past, um, it, it's it's not a good place to be right now, you know, especially this time in his career where he he came here for a chance at the Super Bowl, right? So then, and that's, and that's taken uh, completely away from him. Um, I had an opportunity to reach out to one of my former doctors, Dr. Kelly Ryder of the Ryder Clinic, and just talk to him about the injury. And he was talking about how how – how integrated the, the muscle group is, you know, from that quadricep going down into that kneecap and how this is one of those deep uh, inner, you know, inner layer uh, muscle groups that is really hard to deal with um, based upon what, what we've seen on film. And, I, you know, I just want to send prayers up and hope that he gets back as healthy as possible. But it, it sounds like it looks like he's going to be out for about six to six to 12 months, depending on how serious the surgery is. Once we get the MRI back, we'll have a better idea. But um, as you guys are already attested to, there's opportunity to get better, you know, for guys, you know, you know, we talked about Gallimore, you talked about Hill, you know, these guys are, 
you know, this isn't the way in which they wanted to have more reps, but yeah, let's be honest. Most of the guys that have stepped up to the plate in this league and became big players, they, they got their opportunities from guys ahead of them as sustaining injuries. So um, not the way in which they wanted to go, but, you know, there's opportunity for guys to come out, show who they are, show that they're prepared, and go out there and make plays. And, you know, it, it's we've talked – go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, to add on to what happened yesterday, it was disappointing for sure. And I know we've talked about soft tissue injuries being a possibility with guys having so much time off. I think this was just a freak thing. You know, yep. he, got his, he got his foot stepped on by Antoine yep. Woods, and I know they were on turf. They were inside at Ford Center, and they were again today. I don't think it had to do with where they were or the time off for Jerry McCoy. It's just, it just like Isaiah said, it just sucks. It happens. Tyrone Crawford got hurt the first day of training camp six, seven years ago. And it's just a, it's just a cruel fact of the game. Yeah, Rob, and, and just to give everybody a little bit better idea of kind of what happened, and for those that have seen the film, it kind of looked like he just fell, right, from the outside in. But as you watch the drill, you know, you see McCoy going back, right? And then you see the gentleman come back, step on his foot, right? Think about if you're going backwards and somebody steps on your foot, your initial reaction is to do what? Is to seize up, right, and stop yourself from going back. Yeah. When you have that much power, when you have another 300-pound man stepping on you, you get that concentric reaction like that. That, that, that tendon pulled exactly pulled right from behind his knee and popped, and that's exactly what happened. So ah. it sucks. Um, it absolutely sucks, but it, it, like, like you detested to. You know, I talked about how there's going to be a lot of soft tissue injuries all around the league, and you're starting to see it already in the first week of practice. Uh, but this is not that. Um, this was just something that was just freak freak accident. where you don't have a ton of that is there anything ultimately that you can do Isaiah as a what does a freak accident ultimately do to a team nah Absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, the only thing I tell people all the time for some of the injuries I sustain, you can't control the things that happen to you. You can only control how you react and how you respond to them. So him being the leader on the team, you already heard in the interview earlier in the week about Looney. Looney was 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 yelling at the mountaintops about how, how big of a leader um, McCoy was and how much of a positive impact he's already had on the team. Um, and, you know, so I think his role now becomes get healthy and to be that mental, uh, that mentor and that, ment- uh, and that leader on that defense to help uh, help those young guys come together and really go out there and perform. Yeah, absolutely freak accident. And, and I hate to see anything that, as far as a friendly fire situation like that, when I saw the video of it, it, I, I don't know. I didn't, when, to see him go down like that, I was like, well, is his knee? How did that happen? And that just shows you, man, how, you know, a friendly fire freak accident like that where he's simulating uh, basically a dummy uh, for, the, for that play and he gets hurt on it. That is absolutely the, not what you want to hear as a Cowboys fan, hearing that he got hurt like that. But again, so is life. And Gerald McCoy is so, I mean, I saw a video of him this morning going into surgery. And his thing was, man, I'm still smiling. He, you know, saying, Cowboy Nation, I'm here for you. I know you guys, are, you know, we got a ship to win. And I'm just excited about his recovery and next year. But make no mistake about it. We have a ton of depth at the defensive line position and guys that can play multiple positions and move around. And I think you'll see that as well with Everson Griffin uh, coming into the fold. That leadership that we were going to be looking for from McCoy, we'll get that with Griffin. But and I have to say this, Rob, that, you know, Crawford is that guy that has been 
you know, the, the, the straw that stirs the drink for the Cowboys defensive line. And so he is the guy that definitely uh, leadership qualities are going to be, you know, on full tilt and display uh, through camp and through the season. Yep. Uh oh. What's happening? Looks hey, like we lost. We lost. Looks Kyle. Like we lo okay, we, hey. we lost. Uh oh. Is it hit? We lost Kyle. Uh, Heck, you're on. You're up. You're up. But the yeah, there, there it is, man. The defensive line, is, is, the depth is, is what it is. And just for you, Robin, you've talked about uh, Crawford and his leadership ability. You know, kind of expand on that. Well, I think he's been – I think Isaiah said it. Uh, one of you guys called him a Swiss, Swiss Army knife early in the offseason. That's exactly what he is. I mean, he can play four or five techniques on this defense, play pretty much anywhere you need him to play. And I think, you know, for me personally – when I came back to the Cowboys, it was 2015, and he was getting a new contract right then. And I feel like a lot of fans have judged him off the contract pretty harshly at times. It's not fair. I think the guy has played hurt. He's been productive. He's been a leader off the field. He's been a guy that's been someone that DeMarcus has really looked to in, in developing and learning to be a pro and be a pro bowler in this league. And I think, it, you know, I give him a lot of credit for coming back off the double hip surgery because that was not something easy to come back from last year. Um, but heck, I know Gallimore is a guy for you, and Isaiah too, this is a guy that could have been drafted by the Cowboys in the second round, and McCarthy spoke to him having to play in maybe a little bit different style than he did at OU, but I'm interested to see what he can do with some more reps as well. Yeah, the big fella has a, has a great shot, right? We just talked about how many guys in, in, in the NFL's history has had a chance to come in and step in and, and, and get reps early on right now. You, we did touch on the fact that there is no preseason, so that sucks, right? right? We don't get a chance to get him out there and, and kind of work him into the system and work him into being a pro. Uh, now, you, young fella, you just get thrown out there. So now you're, you're, you're a grown man. You know, you, you're out of college. You're out there playing amongst grown human beings, okay? These are not regular-sized <laughs> humans, um, but neither are you, right? So... Great opportunity for you to go out there and show who you are. You're, you're a big fella. You're a strong fella. You're versatile. And, um, you know, what better uh, company to be around than the guys that are going to be on each side of you on this defensive line. And then you look behind you, and you got those three goons behind you as well. So you're not alone. You don't have to do it alone. Um, he's going to be surrounded by great support systems in terms of talent and a great, uh, amazing coaching staff and defensive coordinator that's going to put him in positions to be successful. Now, speaking of those three goons behind him, LBE <laughs> and Big Smooth, we've heard a lot of great things about these guys being active, flying around, and just the defense giving these guys an opportunity to show exactly who they are. Rob, you're the only ones that, that gets an opportunity to see this. <laughs> so you got to tell me. You got to tell me. I'm sorry. No, don't, ap don't apologize now, <laughs> but you got to tell me what's been your biggest impression of Leighton Vanderesh and also Jalen Smith and Ken. Well, it's been good to see Leighton back, and he looks like himself. Um, he's moving around great. But Jalen Smith has been probably my biggest standout at training camp through, what, four practices so far? He's been all over the field, guys. And he's been – and I'm talking about coverage situations too where he's having to – and it's he's either – he's carrying a tight end down the field as he did with Blake Jarwin earlier today or it's Zeke Elliott and he's, he's busting up plays moving forward, screen plays, things of that nature. Uh, he's looking really uh, active and effective and, you know, They've talked about how that, that position switch, guys, isn't necessarily a big thing between the two guys, 
But if he's going to be out of the box more and roaming more, it seems like he might be a great fit for him. Yeah, I feel like that's more his natural uh, setting anyways, right? I think his ability to be able to run around and make plays and just be free. And I, I think, you know, Nolan coming in and being a coordinator is absolutely huge for his development because he's going to have that freedom, right? We all know that Nolan likes to blitz, right? <laughs> Nolan likes to blitz. He's going to lean on his guys to be athletic. Well, we know Jalen Smith is, a, is an athletic human being. So he's going to have the opportunity to, to run around and be on the running backs, to be on the tight ends, to blitz off the edge, and to run sideline to sideline. That's where he's best at right we put the we picked the, uh, the the wolf in the middle um obviously and then we got lee on the other side so um, i think this these this group complements each other as well and i think where these guys are slotted now allows for them to excel um, to the best of their abilities now i've said it before and i've always felt as though the cowboys got extremely lucky with getting Jalen smith out of notre dame because of that injury injury that he had you know completely terrible injury that he had in the bowl game, but he's showing you how he is healed from that drop foot injury and just seeing him out in coverage against Ezekiel Elliott the other day, like you said, Rob, he is flying around and also making plays in the run game as well. I mean, this, is this telling us the type of coverages the, the Cowboys are going to play when you're seeing him spending so much time one-on-one -on -one with running backs? Or is that just a part of the deal with him now being at the wheel linebacker? I think it's just part of the deal. And, and I think there's going to be times where he's in the box too, and, and, and he and Leighton are probably switching up a little bit. Um, but he's going to be in positions where he's going to have to cover. And he's also going to be in those those blitz-type positions as well, and I wouldn't discount Leighton or Sean Lee doing that as well. I think the, the key to this defense, and we've talked about it, is is disguising things and having guys play different spots. And, and you know, if they do change up some of their alignments, that's, that's key because you don't know where those rushers are coming from. And that's what's really exciting about it, if, if they do uh, change things up and make things a little more disguising than they've done in the past, which guys have, have alluded to in the interviews. Right. And, and, and Isaiah, you've played with a ton of great linebackers in your yeah. career. How do you, as far as Jalen Smith comparison-wise, from guys that you've seen, and you went out on a limb last week about <laughs> the Giants and, and, and comparing this team, but your feeling about Jalen Smith, you know, with guys that you've played with in the past? Oh, man, it's hard to draw a comparison right now. I feel like he's he's pretty doggone athletic, man, and it's kind of hard to co compare him to the old, you know, for me, and I'm old school now, uh, the old school uh, style of linebackers. The old school linebackers were more so, hey, I'm, I'm sitting in the box and I'm coming downhill no matter what. I um, mean, this, in this new age of football, you can't have those guys, right? You might be able to have one out of your three linebackers, three to four linebackers, but your guys got to be able to run around because this is the day and age of tight ends. Tight ends are big, tight ends can block, tight ends can run. So you have to be able to keep up with those guys, and they also are now being asked to cover running backs, and we know how shifty those guys have gotten. So I think it's hard to draw a comparison there, um, but I think his versatility is something to definitely acknowledge um, and to appreciate, and I'm pretty doggone sure that, that Mike Nolan is going to have a heck of a time drawing up some crazy plays with that, with that young man. Yeah, that's what I love about him. And to me, he gives me that throwback kind of a feel as at the linebacker position. But there is a undrafted free agent that is making some noise at the linebacker position. Bernard, does that ring a bell, Rob? You got to tell me about this guy because I'm hearing a lot of rumblings about the rookie making some noise in padded practices. Well, I mean, I forget how many practices they have left. 
before the season starts, let's say it's 16, he's on pace for 16 interceptions in training camp because he gets one every day. He got a second one today. Uh, I think this was a pick off Clayton Thorson, who I think kind of just threw it right to him. But hey, it's still a big play for the rookie. <laughs> still a big play for the rookie. But anytime you pick off Dak Prescott, Anthony Brown did it uh, in his rookie season. I believe it was Tony Romo that he picked off. Anytime a rookie comes in and picks off the starting quarterback, that's a big deal. So uh, you know he's making his mark, and I know that he's a guy that that they really liked. You know that's it's a group of undrafted free agents. A lot of the guys they had draftable grades on. I think he was one of them, and we're seeing why. Now, have we got our fearless leader back? Um, I, I've been waiting to see if Kyle. He's just smiling down here at the bottom. So no, he is not. No, he is not back. Keep it, rolling, heck. Keep rolling, bud. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. My best Kyle Yeoman's impersonation right now. <laughs> but as far as, athlete, as far as athleticism, fit, and scheme, who, who are some of the guys that you're seeing, Rob, that are definitely, uh, besides who we've already said, are making an impact in practices? On, on defensive side of the ball? Yes, sir. Well, I think you know it's been it's been fun to watch uh, Demarcus Lawrence in in maybe a little bit of different role than we've seen in the past. And you know, Mike McCarthy spoke to it yesterday, experimenting with him standing up and being in more of that two point stance. You know, that's something that's a little bit more of a versatile type role that he hasn't had in the past. And you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. It was it was interesting that McCarthy referred to Julius Peppers, one of the best pass rushers we've ever seen how that benefited him in Green Bay in terms of vision and being able to kind of get a read on the quarterback more that way than the than the three-point stance so they're they're trying different things and I think it's you know it's the time to do it now we don't have a lot of time before the start of the season but obviously they're looking at some different options for their for their top guys now I did hear the Julius Peppers comparison and what do you think of that well, Jul- Julius Peppers is 6'7", 300 pounds. And, you know, that's a massive human being that can play it both ways as far as sticking his hand in the ground and it's, also playing and in it, that bicycle stand. And he's the largest uh, human I've ever played against in my life. Just, just really? so we're all clear. Largest human <laughs> being I've ever seen. There's a, there's a story that I, when I was, when I was uh, I'm not going to say the other team I was playing for, but I was playing for a team, and, this, and I was talking to the offensive lineman, and this joker stood up. And he walked behind me, and the guys, the guys looked past me. You know, somebody's talking to you, and they look past you. And I turn around, and I see this Terminator-looking gentleman walking past me. And <laughs> I think he's six eight. I don't. I, I was. You said six seven. I. I feel like he's, he was like seven ten. All right. And you see this ginormous human being just walking by with with extra muscles and a black visor, and you can hear his feet hitting the ground. And I'm like, that whatever that is is not human. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to hit it. Wow. <laughs> Kyle is back. Let's say hello hey to Kyle Yeomans again. Hey, Kyle. It's been, it's been quite the first 20 minutes. I've been listening to you guys. You sound great. So, I mean, you don't really need me on this show, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide my opinion anyway. So that's fun. Let's go ahead and take our first break before I lose my Wi-Fi connection again, and we'll try and figure this out moving forward. You guys did a fantastic job. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys – Could the NFL's most improved player be on this defensive side of the football? I've got three candidates coming up for you on the other side of the break here on Talking Cowboys. 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Back to Talking Cowboys. And we're back here on Talking Cowboys. Thank goodness we've gotten all the technical difficulties out of the way early, so that way the next 40 minutes of this show are as informative as potentially possible. Uh, sorry for the, the technical delays, and for those of you listening on podcasts later on, it was a debacle. Let me just let you know that later on. However, before we get into this next segment, if you're looking for something to change up your dinner routine, help support local businesses you're here in Frisco by choosing one of the Star District's restaurants. They're just across the street from where we are right here at the Star in Frisco. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, you can go online and visit thestardistrict.com. Lots of great options. Heckma and I love hitting up Sushi Marquee across the way. It's a fantastic Ooh, restaurant. Yes. Oh, it's so yes. good. So good. And there's so many great places over there. I can name them all off, but I don't <laughs> have enough time. But uh, also wanted to give credit to CBS 11 as well. CBS 11 giving us that shot of the Gerald McCoy injury, seeing it really from the beginning with Antoine Woods rising up out of his stance and making just minimal contact, uh, just a freak accident uh, in the first day on turf, first day in pads, and it ultimately is the first injury of Trout Cowboys training camp. But there have been a ton of positive storylines to roll around this Cowboys team, especially on the defensive side of the football, guys. And, uh, Rob, I, I want to start things off with you here because there's been multiple good things about the defensive side. You guys talked about it already, but I've really been looking at Jalen Smith, and I've been looking at this linebacking core with Leighton Vander Esch put back into the fold. This is something that Cowboys fans have been looking for, but Jalen Smith's taken it to another level. It hasn't even really been normal Jalen Smith type of play I don't want to put out a prediction or anything, but he looks Pro Bowl caliber so far, doesn't he, Rob? 
You calling a second Pro Bowl for 54? I might if he keeps yeah. up this this trend. After four days of practice, I, I I agree with you. I think I said it a minute ago. I think he's he's been my top standout of camp. Just just how active he's been, and they're not tackling, uh, and they've only been in pads now for a couple days. But he's making plays in coverage. He's making plays moving forward, uh, and so he's shown his athleticism. And I think it probably helps him having Leighton next to him because uh, they work so well together. And once you get Don Terry Pope back in the mix, working in team drills, you know, you guys have talked about it. Heck, Isaiah, uh, what he can add in terms of, of eating up space and letting those guys roam even more. Yeah, I think it's very important. I think it's very important, guys, when you, when you talk about smooth to just, you know, think about what type of weapon Mike Nolan has in the versatility of being able to switch these defenses out and also have him rush from the outside, you know, being pass coverage, all of those things uh, that Jalen Smith is going to be going to allow this defense. But to say that this is going to be a Pro Bowl season for him, I mean, he can make the Pro Bowl in his sleep. And I know that's a little arrogant of a statement, but that's just the kind of talent that he has. And when he's playing full tilt, he's a no brainer. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no question about his physical ability. I, I can't speak to the Pro Bowl after a couple of days of practice. I can't <laughs> speak to that because there's some amazing guys who get, who get added on that list. Um, but he is, he's, a, he's a freak athlete, man, and everybody knows that. Um, you know, he's back healthy. He's had a couple of seasons under his belt, so he's good to go. And he has a, he has a new defensive coordinator, you know, who's going to have some fun with him and, and his athleticism. So um, I'm excited to see how he's utilized. I, I know he's excited to be playing next to, to Van Der Esch and his boy. And, you know, like I said, we've talked about how those three guys work so well together um, and I'm, I'm sure that he's just looking forward to being free and having an opportunity just to ball out man um, just to be you know just ball out with those big guys in front of him even with McCoy going down we still have some great depth at defensive line and, and those that's really going to free him up He looks that much better. We lost Kyle again. <laughs> again. This is unbelievable. Hey, you're on deck, bud. <laughs> here we go. Here we go again. Uh, hey, and you guys are, are so loud and you're hot in here. And I'm telling you, my ears. I'm trying to listen and I can't I'm, do it. And talk at the same time. By the way, thank God. This is the, the craziest. I'm at the star. This doesn't make any sense to me. My home Wi-Fi was not this bad, but it's okay. Mm. We're, we're moving it, it forward. You know what? It's, ask... it's because you've been bragging about being in camp, ah. being in a podcast studio. It's bad juju. That's what it is. Pop on yourself. It might be bad. No, it's it karma. It's karma. It, it may be karma. That's fine. It's camp Isaiah, karma. I'm going to move forward with this question I was going to ask you, though. And whenever we've, we've talked about in the past the move from middle linebacker over to the weak side linebacker for Jalen Smith, how much freer is he able to play in that position and just play the football as opposed to what he was doing in the past? He's, he's able to be free, as you mentioned, because as, as, a, as a middle linebacker, obviously you're responsible for everything in the, in, uh, everything on the defense, right? Um, you have to be that center point, right? You have to be able to take on all the blocks, and you have to be able to get guys lined up. When you're the strong side linebacker, you're usually responsible for that tight end, right? And a lot of times the defense is set to wherever the tight end goes. That's why there's called a strong side linebacker. That strong side linebacker goes to the, the, the number one tight end. Um, so you're responsible for that. So when you're on the weak side, 
you have really have the least amount of responsibility, right? And you really get the opportunity to really run around and use your athleticism and run around. You're utilized more to blitz, you utilize more in coverage, you utilize more if they do have a two tight end set to get hands on that number two tight end, right? To disrupt him so that your secondary can now come and play coverage. So he's going to be able to just be a, be a guy, man, and just be athletic. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how Nolan's going to use him. And that's something, Heckma, that we've talked about. Yeah, Mike McCarthy has talked about that uh, in several of his press conferences, just saying that, look, it's all about rotation. It's all, it's all about getting guys the, to play when it's important. And Jalen Smith and, and the other guys, and we have to bring some uh, light on the, like Luke Gifford, Bernard, uh, Thomas. These guys are going to play a tremendous role in that linebacker rotation. So Sean Lee right now, I've, I've heard, isn't, you know, he's just on the sideline working in bands. Uh, but Jalen Smith at the wheel linebacker is going to be lethal. Uh, and, and I guess if you, you have to look at it like this at the mic, you're controlling everything. You're pretty much the quarterback of the defense, making sure coverages, your you know, protection and everything is right. And, but now, I mean, he just, hey, he can let his hair down literally and, and, and play as solid as, as he's been. Rob? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, th I think. The, the key to this defense, what Mike Nolan wants to do and what Mike McCarthy wants for all of his players is just find the best thing they're good at and accentuate it. And yep. I think that's, that's the biggest key and, and not try to fit a scheme or, or fit a scheme around player strengths, not make the players fit into the scheme itself. And I think they're going to they're gonna try some things out and see how players respond. And if, it, if they're better suited to do something else from a technique standpoint, maybe alignment standpoint, they'll, they'll change gears. I mean, you got to remember – it's the first time they've been on the field with these guys. This, this is all brand new for the coaching staff. And like we mentioned, for the younger players, this is almost like a rookie camp for some guys. So it's going to be a little bit of a feeling out process, even though they've had virtual meetings and virtual discussions about scheme and those things. And Isaiah, how f refreshing is it? Because we've seen it with, with Leighton Vanderesh. We've seen it with Jalen Smith. We've seen it with a lot of these different players. You, you can even go to the offensive side of the football and say the same thing about Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup last year with Kellen Moore. But how refreshing is it to have a coach understand your strengths and play to those from a scheme perspective? It's everything. Um, it's absolutely everything, especially in this league. Um, I think in college, guys are... are they do just that, right? Coaches put the best players in the best position to be successful, right? Um, their jobs on the line. For whatever reason, typically when you get to the NFL, you're now expected to work within our system, right? Mm. Whoever you are, you work for me now, and I put you wherever I want to that works my scheme. Um, and I think you're really starting to see a change in that um, that mentality and that thought process around the league as you're starting to see these these running backs like Kamara, you know, and you're starting to see, uh, you know, you got guys like, you know, LaShawn McCoy who really changed that, you know, with, with old coach Andy Reid back in the day. And um, so guys have really changed that, um, that dynamic. And with this group here, you know, Mike Nolan, you look at his, his history, right, when he was with the Saints and everything else, he didn't care who you were. If you can get to the ball, he's putting you, he's putting you in the game, right? And if you can make plays, he's putting you in the game. If you're explosive, I'm putting you in the game. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how small you are. If you can get to the ball and disrupt things and create havoc on that side of the ball and bring energy to the team, 
you're my guy. Um, so I think that he's going to be excited about having all this talent around him. And, and it's amazing to be able to play for a coach like that who acknowledges that and, and, and doesn't ask you to do more of what – ask you to do what you're unable to do or ask you to do something outside of yourself. He simply says, okay, this is what you do well. I'm going to put you in a position to excel at that because that's where you're most confident. And when you're most confident, you play free. That's so true. I mean, that's when, – when we met with Mike the first – two weeks on the job it, it, it extends to the evaluation part the drafting part too like mm-hmm. we're not going to draft guys just based on what we think is going to fit for us we're going to go get good players and then we'll adjust and that's that's what they've done with their draft with their free agency and to Heckman's point when you've got guys who are versatile defensively you mentioned Everson Griffin when he started to work back in strength and conditioning and he'll get back into practice here probably in the next few days Alden Smith can play different spots mm-hmm. Like Isaiah said, you get these guys that can get after the quarterback, they'll find a spot for them on the field. And sometimes they'll all be together. Sometimes they'll be in a rotation of sorts. But they're all going to be able to contribute in different ways. That That's pretty exciting. And it's still, yeah. it still remains to be seen how they're going to use everybody. But but they've got the pieces. Even with McCoy Hurt, they've still got so many pieces. Yeah, Rob, I love to hear that. When you start hearing those words from uh, training camp, defense is pinning their ears back guys are flying around is they're being disruptive those are all the defensive key keywords that you want to hear and it sounds like to me this whole new defensive regime is gonna you know look I don't not better than the last one but just you know there's gonna be some improvements to the scheme that the Cowboys are playing and you heard that in the interview uh, with Awuzie, just talking about the way that the defense, the guys up front are able to play more fast, more free, and he sees it in the sky, in the disguise and scheme that they're the new disguise and scheme that they're playing right now. So, kind of taking both what Heckma just said and what Rob said of allowing these schemes and fitting players, but also you're starting to see the change from the previous staff into the new staff. Rob, out of the practices that you've watched. Who's benefited the most? Who has been that player that you've said from la- the, the last regime into this new one who has actually played better because, well, he fits better? Well, I don't know if it's all about fit, but I, I mentioned Jalen Smith earlier. I think Anthony Brown has had a tremendous start to camp in terms of, of his coverage being active around the ball. And, and I know you guys have talked about the competition that we're seeing. And we're going to see different guys get opportunities. Trayvon Diggs has made plays out there. I think guys are, are, are comfortable with, with being aggressive and, and knowing that they're getting pressure up front. I will say this. You know, there's, there's an issue that the, the offense is having right now with Lyle Collins not practicing yet, with Cam Irving not practicing yet. And those aren't, aren't serious injuries or issues there. But... Uh, their tackle depth is not what it should be right now. And you're seeing Tank Lawrence get to the quarterback a lot. And it's a, it's affecting the offense a little bit early, I think. But you are seeing DBs make a lot of plays on the ball. It's exciting. Well, and Heckma, whenever you hear about these defensive backs, that's been a... Well, Kyle was, we lost Kyle again, and he was asking a question about Anthony Brown and his production. And for Anthony Brown, I feel as though this training camp is going to be pivotal. The, the coaching staff uh, knows the, ty- the type of production that he's had. And, and Rob, Anthony Brown out of Purdue, his production his first year, 
as a rookie was phenomenal. I believe he had 40, 40 uh, breakups or no, no, 40 tackles in yeah. 18. And eight, I'm embellishing the numbers. 18. I'm embellishing the numbers. But what I'm saying is he had the production his first year, which gave everyone in Cowboy land the, you know, the impression that he is going to be, you know, a ball hawk, a guy that's going to be around. Uh, he took some, you know, after I believe it was Brandon Carr uh, left in his second year. But then we we drafted a Wouzier, We drafted Lewis and he had an opportunity to earn a starting spot. Nolan Carroll, I believe, took that over. But then he ended up yeah. playing. 10 games, and then a Wouzier, I believe he was benched for a Wouzier in week 13. He's a guy that's had his opportunities. He's up and down. He even complete, competed in 2018 uh, with the, the guy that's in, I'll just refer to him in, as the guy that's in Miami right now. But he had plenty of opportunities. <laughs> The, he had plenty of opportunities to make an uh, to make an impact and be a starter. I just believe that a fresh set of eyes, a fresh you know, a fresh opinion about Anthony Brown is going to give him what he needs to take that next next step. Because look, he can play on the outside and he can also play a slot receiver. So his value, just like defensive linemen, are there because he's a multi-dimensional player for us. You nailed it. I mean, he's. I was just going to say that. He can play anywhere for you like, like Jordan Lewis, and they've been competing for that slot role the last couple years. When Brown's been healthy, he's been productive most of the time. He's had some, some penalties uh, early in his career, but I think he did a better job with that as, it, as he's gotten older in his career. Uh, but, I mean, the competition, Isaiah, it's, it's really good. I mean, I know you've talked about Daryl Worley as a guy. I mean, that guy has more experience than anybody yep. at the cornerback position. And Mike McCarthy has also spoken very highly of what Trayvon Diggs has been able to do as a natural athlete coming in. I'm still very curious to see how it's all going to work out. Um, and I actually have a question for you. I don't know. Can you really can you establish a rotation of corners within a season, within a game? Or would you I mean, is it more of a chemistry type issue like it is with the offensive line where you really need your top three guys and go from there? Because they have some tough decisions to make, I feel like. Yeah, I think as a defensive coordinator, um, when you have so many options at this position, right, at this cornerback position, I think that you really have the freedom of, of putting, a, putting guys in and rotating guys through. Um, but you don't want to do that. Um, at the cornerback position, you want guys to be able to get in and get the flow of the game, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you want guys to get used to the releases of the receivers. You want them to have, a, have the timing. You want them to be in sync with their safeties and positioning and angles and, and all kinds of things, right? So you really that's not a position that you want to swap guys out all the time. You really want your staple of guys on the outside and your third, your third guy on the inside. Um, but, but as we talk about Brown and some of these other guys, when you're a veteran in this league, um, first of all, if you're a player in this league, right? If you're if you're blessed to be in the NFL, you're you're a competitor, period, point blank, yeah. right? You had to work your butt off to get to this point. Once you become a veteran, right, and you get a little bit of status and you've established yourself in an organization, and you have some respect, and then they draft, <laughs> they draft a couple guys, and they bring in a veteran. Oh, your, your, your position is getting challenged, right? They're calling yeah. you out in a sense, right? So that competitor has to come out within you. And, and, and I'm really looking forward to see how some of these guys respond to new acquisitions because we know the three guys that they brought on, they're not going anywhere. Those guys are on the roster. Let's just call it how it is. Those three guys are on the roster, right? When we talk about, um, um, well, I, can't, I just blanked out right now. But we Jordan talk about, and, and yeah, Anthony we talk, and, yeah, and but we uh, talk, Cheeto. Yeah, but yeah we, talk about, we talk about Diggs and some of those guys that we just brought on. 
those guys are going to be there. So we talk about Brown and all these other guys that are going to become Jordan Lewis. Those guys have to compete. Um, so we're going to see what they're made of. We're going to see, I think, the best version that they have to present um, because they have to. They don't have a preseason. They have to come out there. They got a ball out in practice. And then guess what? If they're blessed to be on the roster, they got to show up. Otherwise, they'll be calling that other guy back. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get our fearless leader back, guys? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Fearless is probably not the right term because my fear is my Wi-Fi will go out again moving into uh, the final segment. But let's go ahead and take our next break. Before I, we do so, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United. Get an exclusive DCU fan pack and member benefits as memberships start at only $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to join today. When we come back, is the offensive line now the number one worry on that side of the football? We'll answer that and more when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. You know what doesn't have Wi-Fi issues? Magazines. Get your training camp coverage with the 2020 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine Training Camp Preview. Preview includes an inside look on scouting reports, (laughs) position battles, final roster projections, and a whole lot more. You can go online, get your copy today for $4.95. Don't worry, it's downloadable. You can grab your copy for $4.95. It's downloadable. Go straight to your tablet. You don't have to have Wi-Fi connection after that's done. Thank goodness. That, that's the read. That's get an your, interesting segue. Your, I love but it. Get your Star <laughs> Magazine training camp magazine. It's it? worth it. He, somebody hot over there. I don't somebody. know if you can download it with dial-up. I don't know. Uh, dial-up well, and download don't go hand-in-hand, Kyle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what, Jay, who's a, a great fan of ours and, and a friend of ours, on the, the comment section says, I think Kyle's about to blow a gasket. And he's <laughs> he not is, wrong. Jay. He True is, that. Jay. He's not wrong, but at the same time, it's still fun being with you guys. And honestly, I'm laughing more than I'm mad, so that's good. But, You're laughing so you don't cry. I know, yeah, that's I know a good I'm, one. That's tough. a good one. Uh, before I lose the connection again, though, let's go into these offensive tackles because we've had a lot of the, the positive storylines on the defensive side. Yes, we, we really want to get into corners, linebackers, but really it's been the pass rush that, that's taken the storylines even before Gerald McCoy's injury because of what Alden Smith has done, because of what Demarcus Lawrence has been able to do. And then also you throw Tristan Hill having a great start to camp as well. But, Rob, is this an issue moving into really the tackles? I know Lyle Collins is out at the moment. Tyron Smith has seemingly been on a back-and-forth battle with Alden Smith. But are you worried at all about those offensive tackles moving forward? No, I don't think so long-term. I, I think – Cam Irving and, and Lyle will be back at practice. I, I don't think it's going to be long, uh, but yeah. for right now, I, as I mentioned earlier, it's just you know it happens in preseason games uh, with when you've got younger players and maybe you're trying to evaluate a quarterback in in, in game situations. It's harder when when the protection maybe isn't what it needs to be, and I think there, that's been an issue in terms of just having young guys um, playing that right tackle spot and cycling through uh, without the depth there. You get you've had Tyron at left tackle. Brandon Knight was able to work back in today. Uh, and play a little bit. He started off working with the trainers. He's a guy that's played in the league already a little bit. So that'll help. And, and there are reports that they've worked out a couple tackles for depth. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I'm not worried about it long term. Just I think the rhythm of your offense, you're, you're trying to get that early in practice. And it may be affected a little bit right now um, because you're seeing a lot of pressure from the defensive front. We've talked about it. It's a lot of good, a lot of pass rushers on this defense trying to get after the football here. You know, how big are the eyes of the rookie, the right tackle steal from Texas Tech when he sees DeMarcus Lawrence in front of him? I mean, dude, that is that's a large undertaking for a rookie. <laughs> and so I believe as Cowboy fans for years, we've been just spoiled with all of our embarrassment of riches at the offensive line. I mean, four pro bowlers every year, it seems like. And so now when we, you know, a guy like Leo Collins, and I don't know what's going on, the, you know, everything has been mum from camp, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like it's serious. It, it, I, th I believe it's a conditioning uh, deal, and Lyell is going to be back in the fold, and that's going to change everything because we still have our guys. For me, Connor Williams is who I want to, like, circle him underline and highlight his name because he is the one dude on that offensive line that has the most to prove. I, I know Looney's done it. You know, you've seen what his production, but Connor Williams, he has got to anchor himself. He's been in the league now for a number of years. He's gotten stronger. We, you know, high draft pick for a guy like him coming out of Texas. But this camp is very important for him because look guys in two and a half weeks we fly to LA and it's a guy in LA that is a serious monster and <laughs> he's gonna have to deal with that guy and so I want to see things take shape for Connor Williams right now. Heckma you got to tell the fans who that monster <laughs> is in Los Angeles you got to say the name I know it's it's a it's a I'm no, sorry no. I'm I'm sorry his name is Aaron Donald. Yeah, there you go. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that out there. If you don't know, now you know. Now you know. Yes. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, re in reference to the O-line, man, 
I feel like we're in a good position, but to your point, Rob, we got to get these guys on the field. There's no, there's not enough time. There's not practice games, you know, to four practice games underneath your belt. Even though the starters are probably only playing maybe three quarters of that, um, you know, four games typically. But you know, these guys need to get on the field. They need to get in sync. Um, there's too much communication that has to take place between all these guys being being connected and the symmetry between the center, the guards, and the tackles, there's, uh, and the tight end, right? We can't forget about Jarwin now out there. He has to be able to relay information as well. Sometimes he's in position to change the entire the entire, um, the entire uh, blocking scheme. So these guys need to get together. Um, there's too many new moving parts. Um, and you think about the fact that we have Mike Nolan throwing all kinds of craziness at them probably with, mm, by next week. He'll probably start, probably start dialing up the blitz packages. If these guys aren't working next to each other to be able to communicate properly and efficiently, it's going to cause problems. And then if we have any injuries at all to either of these tackles, right? I think we're okay on the interior, but at either of our tackles, if we lose one of those guys at any point in time, I think we are in trouble. I think we're in trouble because now you're putting a younger guy in that position or an unproven guy in that position. And with this defensive line that they're facing every day, at what point do they gain confidence? They don't, get, they don't gain confidence in practice. Right, and then all of a sudden, their their teammates don't trust them. Their teammates don't believe in them, and then they go out there and then they face they face you know somebody who's starting and getting paid a lot of money to to make them look bad. So I want to make sure that these guys stay healthy. But to Rob's point, these guys need to get on the field and get in sync. Well, and Isaiah, I want to turn this back around on you. You mentioned these moving parts, and you mentioned the the different looks on the defense. But explain how challenging that is to pick up from an offensive perspective you're a quarterback you're a former wide receiver you've played on both ends of it it's a challenge it's not something that is just an overnight thing this is something that Dak Prescott and the entire offense have to do is continue to to challenge themselves to pick up that defense yeah, I mean, especially when you have a wild card and the defensive coordinator like Nolan who's throwing <laughs> craziness at you, right? I mean, I can, I, can, I can remember back when I was playing with the Patriots and I was, you know, backing up, uh, when I was backing up Tom Brady and we were getting in preparation for the Jets at the time, right? Um, and, and there was a crazy defensive coordinator um, that, happened, that happened to be uh, for, with, the, with the Jets back in, back in the day. And, um, and he, would, he would dial up every, in the name of Rex Ryan. Let me go ahead and say that, Rex Ryan. He would <laughs> dial up the, the craziest play. Right, Rex Ryan would put one defensive lineman, five linebackers, five DBs, and he would have guys walking around. And as a quarterback, you have to be able to identify, hey, if we're going to be wrong, we're going to be wrong together, right? But the person you're talking to is you're talking to that center. Right, so as we talk about that center battle, right, whether it's going to be Looney or, or, or it's going to be the rookie, right, that we just drafted, right, it doesn't matter. Um, Beatis, I don't want to mess up his name, um, but um, if it, whether you know you want somebody who's going to be there, so most of the, most likely it's going to be Looney because you need that guy who's confident and you need somebody who can handle that dog that you guys just referred to, Aaron Donald, in Week One. So there's so much symmetry, there's so much communication that takes place. Um, you know, we're talking not only is Dak talking and calling out the middle linebacker and telling everybody, hey. That's who the center. Now listen to the center. Now the center has to communicate that all the way out to the tight end, right? And if you don't have your guys in there practicing, how do you work in that communication? You don't. Yeah, it's tough. And you're going to see a little bit of a defensive side of the football have that advantage early in camp. You see that every year because of, especially with a new system, it's so tough to pick up. But Heckman, when we were kind of mentioning this offense and, really going into the season with the new addition of C.D. Lamb, with all these weapons that Dak Prescott and company have to work with on the offensive side, is really the entire success of the offense, or are we getting our, ahead of ourselves in the fact that 
it's really the offensive line that needs to answer their questions before we really have a big year on that side of the football? Well, I, I mean, the thing that we have to draw into account, uh, put into account, and is the fact that these guys haven't had any OTAs, quarterback camps, any of that. So the timing of the offense is completely thrown off. And, and so it may be, uh, we try and make this an indictment against them, but truly defenses are going to be a little bit ahead of the curve uh, yeah. because they just read and react, right? Uh, but for offenses, it's, it's a timing thing. And, and I got to say this about something that Champ said about the offensive line. And, man, we're just spoiled because of all the great guys that we've had. And you look around the league at offensive linemen, and there are not a lot of teams that have as great an offensive line as the one that we have. I think Indianapolis is the only team that I can think of with Nelson. Uh, but, look, we have to really concentrate on the fact that we have a very dynamic running back in Zeke. And no matter what the timing is looking like, what the easiest thing to do is turn <laughs> around and hand number 21 the ball. Inside zone, outside zone, let him do his thing because everything is going to be predicated on that. And if you think about Mike McCarthy and what he's doing right now, and even Kellen Moore with the offense from last year, he's able to communicate a lot of that to the new guys and the guys that we've had from previous years. But we understand that Zeke is going to be a big part of that. I know CeeDee Lamb is attractive to talk about in the offense and the explosion but guys the truth is Ezekiel Elliott is going to be the guy that makes all of this run succinctly yeah and I, and I want to be clear too the offense has had their moments too I thought yesterday was a really yeah. good day for the offense uh, we've seen some great connections between Dak and Amari Cooper Michael Gallup CD Lamb uh, Blake Jarwin and Zeke too heck to your point because uh, one thing he spoke about yesterday via conference call was trying to be more, uh, even better as a pass catcher. And we, this is a guy that's had, I think, 77 catches in a season. But he wants to be even more well-rounded. And then now you add in, you know, Tony Pollard as a guy that can be a compliment in the same manner. A guy that can, that can beat you a bunch of different ways. And it just kind of adds to that whole versatility thing we're talking about now on the offensive side of the ball. But, yeah, I think the offensive line is going to be fine. They just that The right side is just not where it, it normally would be right now. You still got Zach Martin. You still got Tyron Smith. I, Tech mentioned Connor Williams. He's going to be fine. Joe Looney has experience. Uh, and, you, and you can turn around and hand the ball to 21. That's pretty good. Heckman's looking really nice up on that screen right now. I think he's just he's just owning the camera time at the moment. But I, I'd have to agree because there's so many different uh, there's there's so many fun things about this offense when you look at Zeke, when you look at Tony Pollard getting the backfield involved with both of those guys. I know Mike McCarthy briefly mentioned it. Zeke talked about it, like you mentioned, Rob. But I, I think whenever you get to the point, Rob, of Looking at this offense, it's really how creative is Kellen Moore going to get to be? And what are some of the ways that he can be creative with this offense and can get all of these weapons involved in order to get the touches that they need? Yeah, and, and Zeke spoke to it yesterday. He was asked about the they, they used he and Pollard together at times last season, and he just talked about how they can really play off of each other uh, in terms of their their roles and it, it keeps the defenses honest and it you know Pollard is a guy they they really love his potential the issue like as as Heckma has said or I'm sorry as Isaiah said there's just guys that have a hard time 
ever really breaking out in the NFL just simply because there are great players in front of him. So I'm, I'm still curious to see what his snap count's going to be because we saw him blow up in certain games, and then he might get five or six snaps on offense. And I, I'm, I'm just curious to see how consistent it's going to be. But there is no doubt about his talent, Isaiah. Yeah, I mean, we, we've already touched on it. The boy can play. Um, unfortunately, there's a dude by the name of Freaky Zeke in front of him. And they're yeah. going to have to find a way to, to get both of those guys in the game while getting all three receivers in the game while also trying to get both tight ends in the game. I, I am not Kellen Moore. I don't want to be. Um, he has a good problem on his hand. Uh, <laughs> but, but he's got to earn his check this year for sure. It's going to be interesting because there's so many different ways that you could ultimately move with this offense, and there's so many different weapons to use. How you use them? That's the, the biggest question moving forward. We can't wait to answer those for you here on Talking Cowboys throughout the course of Cowboys training camp. Keep up to date with all four of us whenever we're reporting here about the Cowboys. You've got Heckma Harrison on Twitter at Heckma underscore Harrison. You've got Rob Phillips. He's Rob Phillips 3 on Twitter. And then Isaiah Stanback as well. I am Stanback, the champ of champ! the I the love champ. it. Go and follow those guys on Twitter because they're fantastic all the way through. I'm at Kyle underscore Yeoman's Hopefully no Wi-Fi problems on my tweeting side of things. But that's going to do it here for Talking Cowboys today. Sorry for my technical difficulties. I'll be better next week, I promise. But for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you next time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!